This is episode 55 of the Immunology Podcast, Immunology 2023 on the ground. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jason Goldsmith and Dr. Brenda Rad. Welcome back to the Immunology Podcast, where we have conversations with immunologists. The Immunology Podcast is brought to you by Stem Cell Technologies, a global biotechnology company supporting life science research and fostering communication and collaboration in science. If you enjoy the Immunology Podcast, rate us and leave us a review. We're always looking for feedback on how the podcast can be improved and for suggestions on guests. Today, we're bringing you a very special episode of the podcast straight from Immunology 2023, which took place from May 11th through 15th in Washington, D.C. It was a great meeting, and we had the pleasure of meeting and discussing science with researchers from all over the world. Today, we'll bring you some of their conversations as we hear from delegates about their thoughts in the meeting and research presented throughout. But before we jump into things... Immunology 2023 may be over, but there's still more to look forward to. We are excited to announce that the Immunology Podcast will be attending the International Union of Immunological Societies 2023 Congress in Cape Town, South Africa from November 27th to December 2nd. Early bird registration is open until August 30th, and you can learn more at IUIS2023.org. All right, well, let's jump into it straight away. As uh, we mentioned, Brent and I attended Immunology 2023 and had a great time learning about the latest research in the field. We also had the opportunity to chat with attendees and learn about their research. Without further ado, let's introduce some of the attendees we had the privilege of speaking with throughout the meeting. Hi, my name is Stephanie Langle, and I'm an assistant professor at Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine. In my lab, we study maternal and neonatal immunity, and specifically, we're interested in harnessing something called the gut mammary axis, and that would be driving IgA-producing plasma cells out of the gut, into the systemic, and to the mammary gland that would then produce antibodies against pathogens like viruses, which is what we study, or even antibodies against commensals, which help to induce a homeostatic state in the neonatal gut. What we presented here at AAI is specifically we're looking at protection against influenza and we're using a ferret preclinical model. And we were able to show that an ad 5 monovalent immunization was able to induce breast milk antibodies. And we are translating that to a clinical trial working with a company in South Africa to, again, induce breast milk antibodies uh, to provide protection against viruses. So that's what the work we're doing in our lab to really potentiate maternal neonatal immunity. Hi, my name is Seth Thomas Scanlon, and I'm a senior editor at the journal Science. Uh, so uh, I'm the, the immunology editor, basically, at Science. Uh, we cover uh, pretty much everything from structural immunology to signaling uh, of the innate immune system to the mucosal immunology, et cetera. Pretty much the only thing I don't do is cancer immunology. We have another uh, editor that handles uh, those papers. Hi, my name is Pawnees, and I'm a second-year master's student at the University of California, Irvine. So I am in Dr. DeQuina Nicholas's lab, and we study type 2 diabetes and polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which and I want to just make a disclaimer, it is recently renamed as multifollicular syndrome uh, because there's a common misconception for people who are not in the science field and they hear polycystic, they think of cysts like cystic sacs. However, it's just referring to a bunch of follicles being made by the ovary that don't reach maturation. Hi, uh, my name is Abdul. Uh, I'm a graduate student uh, from Indiana University School of Medicine. So I work in a food allergy lab and I study uh, T follicular regulatory cells, which are a subpopulation of uh, T-Rex. Uh, so I study the role of uh, TFR cells uh, 
uh, in uh, the production of immunoglobulin A against which are reactive to gut microbiota. Hi, my name is Shaila Madombi, and I'm a field application scientist at Mesoscale Discovery. We work on immunoassays. So one of the, I guess, cool things about the company was during the COVID pandemic, we actually made immunoassays where you could identify whether you have immunity against COVID when, you're, when you get vaccinated. Um, so my company does a lot of that, along with, uh, you know, in a variety of different fields, um, including like cancer biology, neurology, a lot, a lot of different fields. Um, so as a field application scientist, I work with uh, multiple different companies who use our products. And I kind of am like an, exper I guess an experimental advisor, if you would say that. And I would go on site and I train um, customers and I answer, answer their questions and help them design experiments. Hi, my name is Amit Singh and I'm a staff scientist at NIA, National Institute on Aging in Baltimore. I work with the immune system. I want to understand that how the immune system basically works. And since it's an aging institute, and you know, with aging, many things happen. The idea there is whether it goes bad, the immune system goes bad with the aging, or basically it goes dysregulated with the age. Uh, that's what we're trying to understand. In my research, basically, I focus on almost all the immune cells. It's not like understanding one type of immune cell. So I focus on almost everything. Hi, my name is Maria Granger, and I'm a business development associate at Cayman Chemical. So my background is mostly in cytology. Um, my undergraduate research focused on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and then I worked in diagnostic anatomic pathology after that for a hospital system in Michigan. Um, ran a lot of gynecological samples, flow cytometry. I'm really interested in learning about novel applications for flow cytometry, so... I'm very interested about like going back to acoustic applications for flow cytometry and developing procedural aspects of that. Hi, my name is Tommy Lee, and I'm a senior scientist at Orna Therapeutics. Orna works on circular RNA. Um, it's basically a circularized RNA, not a linear RNA. And uh, we try to apply these platforms in many disease modalities. At the moment, our first concentration is immuno-oncology. We do have an infectious program as well. Um, and now we're just trying to figure out also other disease modalities. I am on the research side, so I do a lot of the discovery. And so for me, it's more about figuring out the applications, mechanism of actions, um, even partnerships. These are things that I work on a lot and uh, design a lot of the research projects that help gear towards, you know, fruitful investments, partnerships, etc. Hi, my name is Angie, and I'm a research lab technician at Rutgers University. I study CDA T cells, and our lab does basically tissue resident memory cells and non-void organs, and we just kind of stem from there on various projects. As a lab tech, I kind of have the luxury to work on different projects, but basically um, my project kind of goes um, based on previous graduate student for her role in CD103 positive and CD103 negative different subsets of T cells and mainly specifically looking at S100A4. Hi, my name is Amit Chimote and I'm a research scientist at the University of Cincinnati. And our primary goal is to look at the physiology of immune cells. And we are looking at the, especially the roles that ion channels play on uh, T cells and NK cells and how they contribute to the immune cell function. Hi, my name is Brianna, and I'm a fourth-year grad student at Case Western Reserve University. So what I study is the interaction between a protein from the coronavirus called open reading frame 3A and 
how it interacts with host cells. Um, I have two projects going on right now. One of them is how ORF3A interacts with um, a group of proteins called the TRAFs and may lead to um, inflammatory signaling. The second is about how ORF3A may interact with a protein called VPS39 and um, how that helps ORF3A to block autophagy, a process of recycling in the cell. Hi, my name is Damien Ramos and I'm an undergraduate student researcher at Cal Poly Pomona. Right now our study is with uh, West Nile virus encephalitis and we're looking at the, um, the roles of dendritic cells and how it plays a factor in the activation and recruitment of T cells. And so right now we're just trying to figure out what's happening with certain um, genes of the receptors in dendritic cells. Hi, my name is Cindy Leifer and I'm a professor at Cornell University. So I am really interested in how our immune system recognizes infections and a particular subset of receptors called toll-like receptors that bind to microbial structures. What's really cool is a subset of those recognize nucleic acids. And that's good because all microbes share those nucleic acids, but it's bad because we also share those nucleic acids. So what we're really interested in is why do we not all have autoimmune disease? How are these receptors regulated so that they're activated only when they need to be and they don't cause inflammation to our own uh, structures like DNA and RNA? Hi, my name is Dimitri and I'm a graduate student at Johns Hopkins University. So I study tertiary lymphoid structures in pancreatic cancer tumors in uh, patients that have been treated with um, various neoadjuvant immunotherapies. Our goal as a group is to induce more mature tertiary lymphoid structures intertumorally in these patients and do some more sort of a robust uh, anti-tumor response uh, and hopefully see some, uh, some more responders. And um, I study them with a variety of omics technologies, uh, spatial proteomics, spatial transcriptomics, try to characterize uh, TLSs. Hi, my name is Fiona, and I'm an undergraduate at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, right now, I am studying the reactivation of T cells uh, during West Nile virus infection in the central nervous system. So basically, we're looking at the perivascular space inside the brain. That's, you know, where the astrocytes are around the blood circulatory system. And in between that space is where we find dendritic cells and the antigen-presenting cells. And so what we're looking at is... Uh, basically a gene knockout, and we're looking to see what it has, like the effect it has on the T cells and just the immunosuppression. Hi, my name is Javier rivera Guzman, and I'm a senior lecturer at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. My primary role at the university is teaching. So I teach uh, everything from 100 level to 600 level courses. So it's kind of broad spectrum, but my favorite course to teach is immunology. Hi, my name is Isha, and I'm an undergraduate researcher at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, at Cal Poly Pomona, my, our research lab is studying the role of dendritic cells in the reactivation of T cells in the brain in response to the West Nile virus. Hi, my name is Janelle Montaigne, and I'm a postdoctoral fellow at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. So I'm currently a postdoctoral fellow in the labs of Drs. Alana Fertig and Elizabeth Jaffe. And my research really focuses on kind of incorporating multiomics in the study of pancreatic cancer clinical trial samples to really kind of promote 
um, you know, or, or expedite the development of novel combination immunotherapeutics for a particularly challenging solid tumor type pancreatic cancer. And so we're able to leverage kind of this convergence institute where we have computational experts and basic um, clinicians and, and immunology experts to really bring together um, uh, clinical trial samples in a, in a useful way with multiomic studies. So for example, um, we are looking to see kind of uh, or, or find molecular mechanisms of resistance to therapies to really rationally um, think about the next kind of combination strategies to extend these clinical trials. Hi, my name is Giuseppina and I'm a PhD student at Rutgers University in New Jersey Medical School. Our lab focuses on CD8-positive tissue-resident memory cells. We're more interested in the small intestinal uh, responses. So my particular project is uh, working on the regulation of these cells and how they will be able to respond uh, on recall uh, situations. Um, I'm mostly interested in the uh, regulation by G-protein-coupled receptors and different ligands that are endogenously produced, but also produced by commensal bacteria. So I'm interested in the talking uh, situation between the gut, the intestinal bacteria, and the, the cells that uh, permanently reside within this tissue. Hi, my name is Kenny Gullivan. I'm at Case Western Reserve University, and I'm a fourth-year PhD student. So my research focuses on opioid receptor signaling in T cells and um, sort of the chronic impact of opioid exposure in the immune system. So what we're finding is that there's a real difference between uh, acute exposure and chronic exposure. And so we're really trying to interrogate those differences and look sort of mechanistically how uh, chronic exposure changes biology. We're focusing mainly on MAP kinase signaling and uh, transcription factor modulation. Um, some really interesting things. So previously, people have shown that there's uh, in chronic exposure, there's an increased TH2 differentiation. And so we're trying to explore uh, where that might come from. Hi, my name is Laia Alsina. I'm uh, the chief of the uh, pediatric allergy and clinical immunology department in Hospital Saint Jean de Dieu in Barcelona, and I'm happy to be here. So my focus in at work is um, I treat patients with uh, primary immune regulatory disorders, which are kids that uh, usually have like severe inflammation or autoimmunity, and these patients currently they have no good treatments to target the disease. Well, definitely some in interesting research, and we are so glad that we got the opportunity to meet all of these people. Apparently, this was the largest AI meeting yet. Did you know that, Jason? With over 4,400 delegates, which flew, or I guess also took the train into Washington, D.C., and Jason and I were so excited to be attending for the first time and representing the Immunology Podcast. But I guess we wanted to also hear why delegates chose to come to the meeting and what they hope to gain. So here's some of their answers. Hi, it's Stephanie. So firstly, we came to present our work and the work that we are presenting is a maternal immunization strategy to boost breast milk antibodies and specifically trying to understand how plasma cells in the gut move to the mammary gland to produce antibodies against pathogens. And then secondly, we came to see other individuals' talks and what I was very excited to see is the amount of maternal neonatal immunity talks, not only from a pathogenic point of view, but also from an immune imprinting perspective. Hi, it's Seth. I decided to attend AAI because, well, one, it's a very large uh, meeting and there are a lot of uh, prominent scientists who have a lot of groundbreaking research 
all in one place. Uh, it also helped that this year it was in Washington, D.C., which is where uh, science is headquartered. Uh, so it was a chance just incidentally to stop into headquarters and uh, visit my colleagues. Hi, it's Panis. Um, my degree is in biotechnology, but we end up picking a, it's a research program, so we pick a niche, and that's what we do our research in. And so I was a chemistry major in undergrad, so I had very little exposure to immunology, but that became my interest after one of our training classes. And so now that I'm in my second year, I'm here presenting a poster on my research. Hi, it's Abdul. So this is my first uh, yeah, I meeting. I'm very excited about uh, coming here just to meet uh, the broader uh, people of uh, immunology and uh, uh, connect with them. Yeah, so this is kind of starting my immunology career from here. Hi, it's Shiloh. So um, right now I'm representing my company here. I'm an exhibitor. So it's kind of interesting because in the past, I've always been somebody who's attended it as a scientist or as a researcher. But um, being an exhibitor is very interesting because I got to hear a lot about internationally people's projects and what they're doing and what, they, what their needs are. Hi, it's Amit. I'm a regular actually. So I always come to AI. And um, for me, um, I... I always enjoy coming up here. I don't look forward for something like very unique or something. I just come and see that what people have accomplished so far. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes I do feel that, you know, wow moments that uh, I, I have not heard about this thing. And because of this conference only, I just came across this particular research, which is really cool. And, and maybe that is going to change next five, six years. Hi, it's Maria. So I am an exhibitor this year, and my whole role at Cayman is to wander around, talk to researchers about what they're doing, talk to vendors about what is new um, and happening. So I'm very excited to be here and see what everybody's up to. Hi, it's Tommy Lee. So what I hope to gain from AI is uh, I appreciate the innovativeness. There's a lot of stellar research that's happening right now, very creative research that I want to kind of understand how to tailor this into the platform that we're utilizing at Orna Therapeutics, but also uh, connect with people and also um, meet friends again or meet new people. Hi, it's Angie. Here I'm supporting my fellow lab members and they're doing their presentations and then also just being able to just go and listen to talks and kind of further gain knowledge on everything and get different aspects. Hi, this is Amit. So there are a couple of things that I always love about immunology. First of all, you get to hear uh, cutting-edge re research and uh, we are primarily interested in the role that immune cells play in the tumor microenvironment. So I attend a lot of symposiums, especially the symposiums from SITC or something about tumor immunology and also about the cutting-edge research or the new techniques. So those are the sessions I definitely attend. And the second thing is I like meeting the vendors because you learn new technologies, what's going on what techniques people are doing now is so much different than what people used to do 10 years ago. So it's always an evolving field and you have to keep up with what's going on. Hi, it's Brianna. I am here at the AAI meeting um, to hear about all the research that's going on, of course, um, but also to meet people. I'm, I'm trying to determine whether I go into industry after this or um, go into teaching. And I've been able to meet people who are working in both areas. Um, and hear their experiences. Um, so along with, with hearing about a lot of cool research, I'm also um, meeting people who 
hold the jobs that I'm interested in for later on. Hi, it's Damien Ramos. Honestly, I'm I'm fairly new to the immunology just world in general. Um, I never really kind of was involved in it before my research about six, seven months ago. So this is all fairly new to me. And my end goal for school in general is just go to medical school. But I think getting into this research, it really blew my mind kind of like how much there is in immunology. And so like, I think it was just really cool to be able to hear other people's research and other people's stories of what they're doing here, because I've never really seen the research behind a lot of things. It was more of I thought there was just things that happened and they just found things all of a sudden. But now being in this research, I know it's not easy to come across these conclusions and everything that's happening. And I think there's just so, so many different aspects. It's not a single person down there is doing the same thing. Hi, it's Cindy. I love this conference. You know, I always say it's good and bad because it's a huge conference and there's so much amazing science and you miss a lot too because it's so big. But I think one of the things that I that really draws me to this conference is the trainees. The trainees are giving absolutely phenomenal, clear presentations. It's just so fun to see them. Um, and I, I even have a student here presenting. <laughs> Hi, it's Dimitri. Yeah, so I think it's been wonderful just seeing, uh, you know, people study immunology in different disease contexts. You know, I'm a cancer immunologist, but I think it's really great seeing perspectives from people studying immune cells in different disease contexts, in different therapeutic contexts, and, you know, sort of learning from each other. Hi, it's Fiona. I thought it'd be a good experience, especially as an undergraduate, being able to see people like further up in their career, get a good idea. Also learn more. Not a lot of undergraduates, I feel like, get this opportunity. So I think it's a great opportunity to be able to learn more. And I feel like even in general, it's just great to come to a place with a bunch of smart people. I love it. Hi, it's Javier. I am in Baltimore. So being in D.C. It was a, an easy way to come back to the society. Um, it's been a while since I've been to an AI meeting, so this was just kind of an easy way to reconnect with uh, colleagues, with people I've known in the field to help me update myself with uh, what's going on in the field, some of the cutting edge stuff, um, and to be able to just kind of network and meet new people. And yeah, it's been great. Hi, it's Isha. So this year, um, it's still my first year in the undergraduate lab. Um, so I joined very recently, and since it's a Westnaw virus, neuroinflammation is a really new topic to me, and I've been learning a lot. So I came here for an experience to learn. Hi, it's Janelle. Yeah, so um, I love AAI. I'm actually a 2020 recipient of the AAI Intersect Fellowship, um, which has been great in helping you know my career and, and you know continuing my computational training. Um, and this year, you know, I, I was excited. It's in Washington, D.C., so very easy for me to get to from Hopkins. Um, and yeah, just to really kind of stay, you know, as a postdoc, I get so invested in my own work. It's, it's great to have come back to the basic immunology, um, you know, this training that I have in the past that I kind of get lost in, in my own research. And um, it's just been fantastic to, to see all the amazing work that's going on. Hi, it's Giuseppina. So actually, this is my first ever conference and my first AAI conference. <laughs> so I was just trying to um, delve myself into the immunology field and uh, meet people and just learn about very broad immunology and what everything is happening currently with the research. Hi, it's Kenny Golovin. So this is actually my first conference uh, as a student. So it was really my first opportunity to get an opportunity to 
present my research to the wider community. And then as someone who doesn't quite know what they want to do when they grow up, um, it was a real great opportunity to network and sort of see some people's different career paths and try to start charting my own. Hi, it's uh, Laia. So I decided to attend a meeting. It was it's my first time, I have to say, and it's mostly to listen to new therapeutic approaches in the field of uh, tolerogenic treatments. Again, some great responses. Jason, what, what were you hoping to gain from the meeting? Well, I was trying to get an overall sense of where immunology was moving to currently. I also wanted to like just see how this meeting was run. I've been to a bunch of other types of meetings, but I've never been to this one. And so learning how different societies run meetings is always really interesting. I think there's a lot to gain there. We've got some more conversations with delegates in just a bit. But before we get to that, if you are going to a conference soon, or if you're looking just to expand your network, make the most of your experience by downloading our collection of tools to help you prepare for your next event. Stem Cell Technologies downloadable checklists and guides include recommendations on how to get ready before attending conferences, tips for networking, best practices for your LinkedIn profile, and more. Download the conference toolkit at www.stemcell.com slash conference hyphen toolkit. So getting back to it, there were so many things that I was looking forward at the meeting and obviously get, getting to hear about some of their great research and meeting researchers, uh, doing awesome work. Um, but I was also really looking forward to, you know, being in such a huge conference. I never, I don't think I've ever been in a conference with multiple, multiple sessions and just having the opportunity of bumping into, you know, big names here and there. Um, I obviously was very excited about all the all the talks in my area, you know, cell therapy, uh, T cell immunology, uh, but also the opportunity of, you know, so looking at going for some talks that were not exactly my field, but then, you know, in the for the sake of equality, trying to uh, be exposed to a more broad range of immunological topics. So I really like the diversity of 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 offers that was at, at the conference. Uh, but, you know, we were curious to see what others at the meeting were also looking for mostly. So this is what some of the attendees had to say. Hi, it's Stephanie. So this afternoon, there is a session about immune responses over the life course. I forget the, the exact session title, but there are a couple talks on breast milk. So this is like SARS-CoV-2 antibodies and breast milk. But it is, again, looking at immune responses in the young and the old and how things change over time. So I'm very excited about that. Hi, it's Seth. The gala tonight, because I'll be able to hopefully uh, meet and greet a lot more uh, immunologists, because there's only so much time in the day for meetings and going to talks, which that's the one problem that does make it a bit hard to attend the many, many, many sessions that are happening in parallel. Hi, it's Panis. Obviously, I am new to the immunology field, so almost every every talk that I sit in on is new for me, and I really like that. I am an auditory learner, so I love presentations and I love hearing people speak. Um, so, but I do, one of the things that I really am looking forward to is sitting in on talks that I, that are completely outside of my field. So like the cancer um, talks, I don't know much about it. And I think the easiest way to learn is to, you know, learn what's going on in research right now. Um, one other thing that I think is really important is just networking. I think it in this field, a lot of people are not as comfortable with um, speaking 
to one another. So this kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. You meet people that are might be a field application scientist. They might be a salesperson. But everybody has this path at some point in, where their education background might be similar, but they might be doing different things. And a lot of PhD students and grad students who are in academia aren't aware of the jobs that are available and what they could do. And so when you're here, you can talk to the vendors and it's like, it's one of my favorite parts. Hi, it's Abdul. So tomorrow I have my poster session. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, presenting my poster, talking to people, uh, networking first to network with our immunologists and uh, get uh, knowledge attending different talks. Hi, it's Shaila. So I didn't realize that there was a circulating number of posters like every day. So I think I'm really excited to see like all the new topics every day. Hi, it's Amit. It's, it's a pick and choose. And, and you have to select something and then you have to miss also something. And I think this is always true for this AI. It's, it's not a conference, it's a fair, right? You have to, <laughs> there's, everything is going on here and there and then, uh, so what I look forward is I don't go to those um, talks which are familiar to me. I mean, so I know that work I'm doing, so I don't go to those talks. I want to go to those talks basically which have some similarity, but they have something else which they are also talking. I have generated some ideas just because of listening to somebody else talk. It's some totally different, irrelevant topic, what I'm doing. And I do see that, okay, why not? If it's happening in their system, this can be also possible in my system too. It have helped that way too. Hi, it's Maria. Yeah, I have a couple posters on my on my radar. I'm excited for the session that's left today. I, I like to wander and, and see what catches my eye. I look through the posters before, beforehand and like have an idea of some that I want, and then I always see something new that I had no idea I was ever going to be interested in. And that's what's fun for me, is just stopping and talking to those people. And what are you doing next? What... What application, like, struggles did you have? What worked well? What didn't? Like, I don't do bench work anymore, so I miss that application a little bit, but it's fun to talk to the people who still do it. Hi, it's Tommy Lee. Yeah, in terms of scientific, no, I think, I, like, I've gotten a lot of what I wanted, but just meeting with my, my friends, that's, that's really what I'm looking forward to. Hi, it's Angie. I mean, right now, I'm just here kind of taking it day by day and just looking and walking around and see kind of what catches my attention. I've been, once again, supporting lab members, but also from my same institution um, and will further go later on today. Hi, this is Amit. The past two days have been so intense. Plus, I had to give a talk. I have finished my poster and everything. Now my brain is shut down. So at this point, I'm done. So I'm ready to go home. Uh, but at the same time, it was a very productive conference. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback on my poster and my talk. So I go back with a lot of new ideas and new innovations to put and also some papers or reviews that we can put and write. I hope to come back to Chicago next year and be a part of immunology. So, And it's a close drive for us actually from Cincinnati. So our whole lab will be there. So it's pretty good. And it's, it's always a very nice, I mean, now I have started recognizing a lot of uh, people and vendors, you know, by their name, by their face, you know, every time I see. So it's pretty good. Hi, it's Brianna. Yeah, I attended um, the careers roundtable um, that the minority committee um, put on on Friday. 
And that was a wonderful experience. Um, the table that I sat at was debating between industry and academia. So that was very fitting for my situation, trying to decide between the two. I also attended a sip and learn this morning with people interested in immunology education. I just came from a conversation with someone who does immunology education who I met at that event. So it's been very useful. Hi, it's Damien Ramos. I think honestly my favorite part about it is kind of just hearing other people's poster presentations, um, hearing how I can kind of relate some of the things that I do with them. And I mean, a lot of the time I've spent down there looking at people's posters and trying to find out what I could do in my research to enhance that and speaking to other people so they can tell me their stories so we can kind of connect. And I think that's really cool about this community is that everyone kind of want to help each other. No one's really here to kind of show off or brag about what they've done, but they also want to learn and they want to teach as well. Hi, it's Cindy. So I'm really looking forward to my student's talk because she is doing phenomenal work in trying to understand how TLR signaling drives type 1 interferon production and its relevance to autoimmune diseases like SLE. And so she's found this really cool role for a cytoplasmic sensor called STING in TLR signaling. So you can check it out. Her name is Carla Garcia Martinez. I love this conference. You know, I have somehow managed to go to mostly talks about innate immune recognition. Go figure. <laughs> I tried to go to a whole bunch of different things, but then I kept getting drawn back to that. And there's a lot about inflammasomes, so how we regulate inflammasomes, how we activate inflammasomes, and how they crosstalk with other receptors. And I, that's one thing I'm particularly interested in. And so I was excited to see things like Julie Blander was talking about different kinds of LPS. So that's another structure that's bound by a TLR and how different structures of LPS can either activate or not activate inflammasomes. So things like that where they're how they're regulated, how they're signaling, the different kinases that they're activating. I'm really interested in all of that. Hi, it's Dimitri. I'm really looking forward to the gala <laughs> tonight and um, just, you know, uh, networking with, uh, uh, with a more brilliant uh, immunologist from all over the world. Hi, it's Fiona. Yeah, well, the conference, I'm uh, excited to present, which I do uh, tomorrow. And then I'm also excited to go around uh, just Washington, D.C. in general because it's a great area. It's super nice, super clean. And it's like so many, there's like so many things to do here. And so it's super exciting to be able to not only be at a conference, but also be in a beautiful place. <laughs> so I love it. Hi, it's Javier. Yeah, I'm uh, checking out all the posters. I've had a few really, really good conversations. You know, the people who are coming here seem to be on it and they know their stories and they can take good questions and give good answers. So that's always, you know, a great dynamic to be able to have in front of a poster. Sometimes it's a story and then nobody has a question, but people here seem to be able to handle that really well. So it's great. Hi, it's Isha. So my current mentor is presenting right now and tomorrow my peers are presenting. So uh, seeing the progress that we've made in the lab is definitely the most exciting part. We're a group of five, um, so our lab team is a bit small. Um, however, we work really close together. And although I have had to take a small break from the lab because, because of an injury, uh, coming back to the lab has been really empowering. Hi, it's Janelle. I'm looking forward to the gala tonight, actually, because A, I think it will be a fun socialization event, but B, they have apparently some collection of immunology-specific kind of historic pieces to look at. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of looking at some historical immunological artifacts. 
Hi, it's Giuseppina. So I'm really looking forward for Monday as I will be participating in Capitol Hill advocacy efforts for AAI. And I'm just really interested in meeting with representatives and their teams to advocate for science and uh, a good uh, support in the budget for NIH. Hi, it's Kenny Gallivan. Yeah, uh, so I actually present tomorrow, um, so I'm really looking forward to that and getting some feedback on our project. Like I said, this is really my first opportunity outside of my institution to present, so I'm really looking forward to getting some outside perspective on you know things we might not be thinking about. Hi, it's uh, Laia. I look forward to work <laughs> to see Washington DC, which is an amazing city. Wonderful answers. So what about you, Jason? What were you most excited about with this being your first time attending AI? So I wanted to catch up on some of the people we'd interviewed before and see where they are at since, especially since we were able to see some of the people that we interviewed well over a year ago and see some of the progression of work. I think that was really fun. It was also, I like the exhibitor hall, but that's because I'm shopping for some instruments. And so I thought that was really useful. And for me personally, and that was really neat. And then I also really enjoyed just being in D.C., frankly. It's one of my favorite cities to have a beta for a conference. You get to have some walking, but the conference center is nice and compact. You can go out in the evening. I know we, we, we stopped by the White House and a few other things. And I think that was a blast. And, you know, I got to say the research at the meeting did not disappoint. As we know, we've covered a bunch of this. Uh, and there were so many interesting talks and posters. Let's listen to a little of what some of the attendees had to say about the coolest research they saw presented through the meeting. Hi, it's Stephanie. So a couple people's talks that really stick in my mind. Um, Ailing Lim from Princeton gave an excellent talk about maternal IL-6 influencing the neonatal gut T-cells producing IL-17 and imprinting dysbiosis. Catherine Knoop, she's from the Mayo Clinic and did some really great breast milk work in clinical patients seeing that cephalosporins reduce uh, um, IgA in the mammary gland, and that could, again, this gut mammary axis link. And uh, there were many other talks that really focused on the microbiota's interactions with mom and baby, and it was just wonderful. Hi, it's Seth. Uh, well, yeah, I think a lot of people, like a lot of people, I enjoyed the Fauci talk, uh, his 10 lessons learned, uh, and especially the emphasis on the need for continued uh, vigilance. Um, I enjoyed Sue Cake's talk on the me metabolic control of CD8 T cell uh, exhaustion. Um, but also um, in that same session yesterday, uh, there was somebody named Timothy O'Sullivan that was looking at what drives sex differences in NK, uh, NK cell uh, effector function, which I thought was quite interesting. I think that's a really interesting topic, sort of uh, sex differences in uh, the immune response. And uh, I Ing Lim uh, gave a really nice talk yesterday about maternal IL-6 signaling in utero that imprints uh, fetal epithelial stem cells and leads to uh, lifelong uh, changes. Hi, it's Abdul. So uh, yeah, the, my favorite talk was the Dr. Forge's talk on the other day. Hi, it's Shiloh. Yeah, um, I think with immunology, a lot of times we focus on cancer therapies, like T-cell therapy, something I'm very familiar with. But I, what I really liked was um, the focus on autoimmunity. I have kind of a personal connection with that because I've had a lot of um, friends who've like randomly figured out that they're they allergic to certain things or they're feeling fatigue from certain types of foods. It's really nice that there's also another focus on autoimmunity. 
Hi, it's Amit. I think whatever I'm going to say, maybe everybody have said that. Definitely yesterday when we listened to Fauci, it was, I mean, I have heard him many times. It's not the first time I was listening to him. But every time I listen to him, I feel like there is, you see the energy which he have and, and, and the concept which he presented yesterday, the 10 lessons which we learned from pandemic, it's, it's an amazing thing. And many of those we already know, but when you listen it from Fauci's voice, it have totally different meaning. And it, to me, it's a, it's a really, really uh, powerful message. Uh, we need to be ready for next pandemic. I think that was one thing. Uh, the other talk, which actually I was looking forward for that, is Shane Crotty. So I follow his research too. And and yeah, this this is really cool. And there have been some, you know, the, some speakers like uh, students also, they have really done very good presentations. Um, so yeah, overall, you know, once in a while, I do listen something which which will keep me awake for a couple of nights yeah. after pandemic. And <clears throat> I think Fauci was also pointing out, and many people actually do feel that way. I think science communication, which you guys are already doing that, I think it's a need nowadays, and and responsibility also. I think I think uh, uh, if you have any affection to science, I think it's good to have science communication in a proper way, and and in a language which people can understand. Hi, it's Maria. I visit a lot of people that I work with on the regular basis. Um, one application that I was really interested in is I met some people working with CB2 antibody receptors, um, which Chem and Chemical does some forensic applications, and that's usually what I hear about is mass spec. And it was interesting to see like a cellular view on cannabis and THC. So... I'm interested to see what happens there. Hi, it's Tommy Lee. So for me, as you already know, I have focuses that I have to go to, but my my internal passion is autoimmunity. So I've been attending a lot of these autoimmunity talks, especially the sessions that were guided by um, Brian Evavold from University of Utah. And a lot of those talks that were there, a lot of those academic talks were just very creative in what they were discussing. And so those are, I think that's the session I remember the most from my AI uh, moments. Hi, it's Angie. I mean, it's nice to always get more insight on uh, CD tissue resin memory cells, but also just, I think, looking at other various parts of the body that um, these tissues kind of are found and reside and not just where we study in the gut mucosa or like spleen, but just in like lung or um, looking at different techniques that um, some students are looking in. And I think today my favorite one was looking at um, an ex vivo lung transfusion and just looking at tissue resident memory cells there. Um, I think that was my favorite one. Hi, this is Amit. I love all the sessions on the tumor microenvironment. But uh, I especially like the session that was by SITC yesterday morning, that the Society for Immunotherapy for Cancer. And in that, researchers were highlighting in developing novel targets and how those can be used for immunotherapy. Because as you know, immunotherapy is a field which is uh, quite evolving. But sadly, in most of the tumors, it's... Um, effective only in 15 to 20% of the patients. So this kind of research is extremely important. And I want to also say thank you for uh, using this platform for communicating science because many times researchers do their research, but what's the use of what we do in the lab if we can't communicate it to the general population? Hi, it's Brianna. So I, uh, 
I'm from a structural biology lab, and I attended Hao Wu's talk last night about all the structures that she has solved. Um, and you know, I knew that she was a, a big person in the field before this, but just like seeing um, on one slide all of the structures that her lab has worked on um, was really impressive and just hit home like, wow, this is a person who has done a lot for the field. This is my first conference away from my home institution, and it's just been a very, very good experience. Um, a lot of positive um, interactions with people and good research, so I'm hoping to come back for sure. Hi, it's Damien Ramos. I'm really into neuroscience, um, so I liked a lot of the um, talks about um, infections within the central nervous system and how it progresses and like what actually happens inside of the brain because there's just so many different elements and how it can affect so many different body systems. Hi, it's Cindy. Well, they brought Tony Fauci. How can you beat that? <laughs> I'm probably everybody's saying the same thing, but I would say that was just a knock your socks off, amazing, clear talk was just, it was so powerful. So, you know, how can you beat that? But no, I think, you know, joking aside, I, I, they always have sort of the same structure where you've got these main, uh, you know, symposia. But what I think was really cool, I was talking to a couple people, they tried to really get not the, the huge big players, but get those up and coming scientists to, to talk at those symposia. You know, they'd bring one of the big keynote, you know, big speakers that drives a lot of people into the room, but then gave the platform to a lot of up and coming trainees or a lot of up and coming assistant and associate professors. So I thought that was really good. Hi, it's Dimitri. You know, definitely Dr. Fauci's was absolutely uh, incredible, but um, there were uh, a couple talks that I really enjoyed of uh, people looking at um, viral um, um, specific T cells in, in tumors, um, in, uh, in brain tumors, for example. Uh, and uh, I think that's something that we're also interested in looking at, you know, in, in terms of how tertiary for structures are, are developed. Um, we're really interested in seeing um, uh, what's the uh, connection between um, viral responses and sort of like tumor progression? Hi, it's Fiona. I have to say, well, I mean, Fauci, I feel like you have to, like, he's here. Like, you know what I mean? We're in Washington, D.C. Not everybody gets to, like, see the, almost like the man, you know? So he's a man of immunology. We ha like, so I have to say probably he would be the best one. Hi, it's Javier. This morning's uh, session on myeloid cells was super, super interesting. I thought um, some of the work that was presented was great. Um, there was a talk on the NLRP3 inflammasome from a biochemist who was doing um, some physical biochemical work on that, and that was really impressive. That was, that was amazing. That was really cool stuff. So I checked out um, some of these. Uh, the one that comes to mind especially is the one with gaming. And so I got some really nice ideas of what to do. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a researcher or instructor um, who had created a board game for immunology, right? And so gave me ideas on what I might be able to create in terms of, you know, just kind of adapt that and for my purposes. And I think that'd be great. You know, if you can make it a game, you're learning and having fun at the same time. And you know, what, that, get the best of both worlds. Yeah, this uh, wonderful conference. I hope, you know, it, uh, more people start coming so we can train the next generation of immunologists. Uh, and yeah, next year I'm hoping that I can submit an abstract so I can do something on art and immunology because that's something that I do in my classes so that we can kind of maybe expand that realm a little bit. Hi, it's Isha. So learning more about um, viruses and a different immune response has been really eye-opening. 
especially with the T-cell activation. Um, well, I hope to be presenting at AI next year. I have a year left of college, and I hope to make the most of it. Hi, it's Janelle. Um, yeah, I think probably everyone says Dr. Fauci, first and foremost. That was an incredible talk. Um, but more specifically, you know, I've been really interested in the immunotherapy type research talks. And, and there was one in particular, I forget um, the presenter's name, but they were looking at how CD38 kind of promotes terminal uh, T-cell exhaustion and actually um, knockdown of CD38 in a mouse model kind of abrogated that exhaustion phenotype, which I think is fascinating, kind of these alternate mechanisms of T-cell exhaustion are really crucial, um, especially in the context of human clinical trials too, you know, getting back to that biology of what can you treat to help patients. Um, there was another great uh, uh, talk that I saw about um, sex bias and kind of T-cell exhaustion in cancer, and I'm not sure if you covered this already, but they um, looked at kind of uh, AR and how it promotes the transcription of tox, I think it was, to promote um, T-cell exhaustion, which may kind of help explain some of these phenotypes of, you know, men having more severe cancer outcomes than, than women. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I was just at a great talk um, going down the infectious disease route where they were actually looking at these um, heterotypic nanoparticles that you can use to vaccinate people against, um, you know, SARS-CoV-2 and, and related viruses using very conserved um, receptor binding domain regions. Hi, it's Kenny Golovin. Yeah, uh, well, Dr. Fauci's talk last night was fantastic. Um, but in terms of like science, uh, the actual special lecture last night from, uh, uh, I think it was Douglas uh, Green, um, where they were looking at uh, sort of uh, asymmetric uh, cell division and how that influences T cell fate it, as early as that first division is really, really interesting. The fact that they can track daughter cells in that way, um, you know, identical daughter cells is a really cool application of the technology. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't been here for a while. I think it was like an eighth grade class trip. And so uh, it, it's cool. Uh, you know, it's a really cool city. Hi, it's uh, Laia. So uh, there, there was a talk that I really was impressed with, and that was on Friday. It was related to using the liver as a tolerogenic platform to generate uh, yeah, toler tolerogenic responses to particular antigens, and they are using this platform for celiac disease. And I was thinking that probably we use that for other diseases that have an antigen driving the pathology, then I think we can do that. And it was on Friday and it was a very nice uh, talk. Uh, so my experience here has been great because I've uh, had a lot of time to discuss with um, with other people in the field. So after the talks, everybody was staying nearby so you could find a moment to discuss the talk with the PI. So I, I thought it was really very nice for networking. So I have to agree with a number of those responses. S really nice talks. I guess that personally, my favorite session is it's hard to tell um, what my favorite session was, but I really enjoyed the first session we attended on, on that Thursday, day one, maybe because I was very fresh out, you know, starting first day of conference. Uh, it was on B cell and T cell helper responses during viral infections. And I thought, it was really nice just to see the other cooperation between them. And then I also like on the last day on the Monday, the Monday morning session at 8 a.m., there were not that many people, but uh, 
it was about immunity to emerging pathogens. And we saw, going back to your your point of like seeing where our guests are now, we saw uh, James Crowey from Vanderbilt University presenting how, uh, about the development of monoclonal antibodies against SARS-CoV-2 and other emerging pathogens. And it was so interesting because we saw, we interviewed him like almost two years ago. And uh, it was also followed by a discussion from AstraZeneca from two of these monoclonal antibodies that he his lab identified. They uh, made them into into therapy. So the whole like it was a whole uh, uh, journey of the of the antibody. It was very interesting. So I think I really liked it. It was very tired by then, and there were very few attendants. But I'm glad I I went. Well, that brings us to the end of our series of Immunology 2023 episodes. We had a great time at the meeting and hope that you enjoyed hearing from some of the attendees. Don't forget to check out the episodes that we released during the meeting and subscribe to our newsletter at www.immunologypodcast.com to get the show notes, including an episode summary and links to all of the interview and roundup papers. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at @immunopodcast or via email info at immunologypodcast.com with feedback or to suggest guests. See you next time.